Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Thursday, March 16th. When the Bank of Canada decided to hold interest rates steady at 4.5% at its most recent meeting, it was a pause for reflection. While the aggressive rate hikes seen over the past year have been focused on controlling inflation, the central bank may have more to do to bring inflation down to its 1-3% to target range. And a panel of economists believes that Canadians are facing above-target price rises for some time to come. Two-thirds of the panel convened by Finder think it'll take until 2024 or longer for the BOC's inflation target to be met. Given the pessimism on inflation, does the panel think that the BOC should have kept hiking rates? No. Most believe that Governor Macklem and his team did the right thing by pausing to allow the impact of hikes so far to take their full effect before deciding where to go next. Although their opinions came before the Silicon Valley Bank collapse, which has prompted expectation of an early rate cut. Most of the panel indicated that rate hikes should remain on hold, with 13% of the experts predicting that the BOC will start to cut rates in the fall. Among the downsides to the current level of rates, the panel is expecting a rise in unemployment to 5 by the end of 2023 and increased insolvencies among homeowners grappling with far higher mortgage rates than they'd anticipated a year or so ago. Manulife Securities advisors will gain access to a new suite of digital tools to help them boost productivity and enhance its customer service. The firm has announced a strategic agreement with Fidelity Clearing Canada to provide its unified platform to its advisory team which will accelerate its digital transformation. Manulife Securities is a Manulife investment management company with around 1,200 advisors across Canada and more than $49 billion in assets under management and administration. The new suite of digital tools from FCC include solutions for online account opening, workflow automation, trading and reporting on client accounts, and advisor book analytics. It enables advisors to access tools from any device at any time, making it easy to access while in the office or away from the office, including while meeting at clients' premises. FCC President Scott McKenzie said that his firm has seen strong growth as Canadian wealth management firms seek to meet the changing demands of clients now and in the future. Many investors in the ESG sector are dissatisfied with the uneven criteria used by many environmental, social and governance index providers. Yet a recent research by the MIT Sloan School of Management offers a potential remedy. Investors may be able to reduce the noise of each index provider and increase their ESG returns by merging many ESG indexes. Individual ESG indexes produced average annual excess returns of 4.8%, 2.9% and 9% in the US, Europe and Japan respectively from 2014 to 2020 according to the research. By looking at six index providers, when they were combined, they generated excess returns of 6% in the United States and Europe and 9.6% in Japan. The simplest aggregation strategy, which gives each ESG index identical weight, produced an excess return of 7.7% in the US when used with a portfolio that is long the companies in the top quartile of ESG ratings and short the stocks in the worst quartile. Investors may lower the noise level of each supplier, the report argues, by aggregating ESG ratings from several sources. When aggregating techniques are applied, ESG returns are consequently significantly greater. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus. Bank of Canada to cut interest rates sooner following SVB crash. Why products that bet against famous stock pickers are a bad idea. And banking stress raises US recession chance, says Goldman Sachs. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.